Episode 42, Kessel Run. Welcome to Star What the F***, the podcast where we talk about the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. I'm your host, Jason Tagmeyer, and along with me is... Marty Cobb. And our good buddy, Alex. He's actually trying to run a marathon in under 12 parsecs. Ooh, that must be hard. It's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today we are talking about um, the Kessel Run. Yes, you may remember the Kessel Run as a boast by Han Solo. After all, he said it's the ship that made the Kessel Run... In under 12 parsecs. In less than Less than 12 parsecs. Uh, the Kessel Run itself was an 18 parsec route. <laughs> Makes you question your existence. Uh, used by smugglers to move glitter stem spice from Kessel to an area south of the Ciclata Cluster without getting caught by the Imperial starships that were guarding the movement of spice from Kessel's mines. So it wasn't a race. And a lot of times you see like pop culture stuff referring to the Kessel Run as like a race. Nope. It is a, it's uh, a route. It's a smuggling route. Yeah. Um, the glitter stem uh, spice. <laughs> we talked about glitter stem. We, we talked about glitter stem during our death stick this episode when we were talking about drugs in general at that point. So uh, it's, a, it's a drug route. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a smuggling route uh, from the planet Kessel, which is a mining as uh, mining for spice. Uh, in this area south of the Ciclata Cluster, which is an area that is existent. And uh, there's Imperial ships guarding it. Um, Ciclata Cluster... Was an area in Hut Space. Yep, it just sounds cool. Like Hut Space. Yeah, just the well, whole Hut Space. Thing. Hut Space is separate from the Empire. Hut Space is 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 just area controlled by the Huts. Yep. Okay. Exactly. It's interesting that you can control space. That's just like a whole other thing. Um, like controlling a planet is one thing, but controlling space is interesting. Yep. And I think of Huts as very ground. You don't think of them in space. No, no, you, know, you think of them as grounded and exactly. Um, except for Java had that sweet sail barge. Oh, a sweet sail barge. <laughs> so the Kessel Run itself—it's uh, one of the biggest. Uh, I guess they would call it like flubs in in Star Wars. In, in theory, yes. Like one of the biggest. Um, it's get, a, it, what do you click on on IMDb? The goofs or the you know. yeah, it's a goof that parsec. Uh, is a measure of distance and not a measure of time. So when Han Solo says, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. He's really saying it there's, wrong. There's three things. And this, there's a good article uh, on uh, about entertainment. Uh, why did Han Solo say he made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs? Yeah. What do you think? Because what you think is probably on here. What, what do I think? What, what do you think? Why did he say that? Because... Making a eighteen route pars- an eighteen parsec route into twelve parsecs is reality bending to some degree. So I ran eighteen miles in twelve miles. Exactly. That's basically what he's claiming. It's an impossible claim in theory. However, there is an explanation for it because So the first one is not the explanation, it's that Lucas made an error. Yeah. Which is very possible. However, I will say this. You want to know? The real truth? We could skip ahead to the behind the scenes real quick. Well, is it that Han Solo lied? Yes. It is true. Yes. And that is it? In the original draft of the film, 
Uh, the original draft, the script puts it as this. It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsec. Ben reacts to Solo's stupid attempt to impress them with obvious misinformation. Interesting. And, uh, uh, in the, uh, in other things, in the final version of the script, the parentheses attached to Han's line is that he's obviously lying. Aha. So I don't think George Lucas didn't know the definition of parsecs. If he knew the word parsecs, you probably know the definition. Um... So there's a third thing that it could be. Yes. Is that Han Solo took a shortcut. Yes. And that's uh, the real. And that's, that's so, that's the, uh, oh, the expanded universe. Explanation, yeah. Um, do you want to go into that? I will. <laughs> um, so I, the Kesselron was normally an 18 parsec route, as we know. It's a travel route for smugglers. Um, in the cluster, and there's a cluster, uh, it went around the mall, which is a cluster of black holes. Yeah. Uh, Han claimed to make it in less than 12 parsecs wasn't just a boast about the ship's speed, but also his skills as a pilot. He shaved a third of the distance uh, by flying dangerously close to the, to the black holes. Yes. And, and in the Han Solo trilogy, uh, at the crossroads of Spacer's Tale, Boshek beats his record. Do you know Boshek? No. Boshek, uh, I know the name Boshek. I've seen it, and he's. Uh, I feel like he's a human pilot that was in uh, the the the, um, the scene on Tatooine. I feel like he was at the cantina for some reason. Is like the spaceman, or not the spaceman? But anyway, uh, he he beats the record, but he didn't have any cargo in tow. So um, Han Solo came back in uh, the comic strip, the second Kessel Run, and uh, oh no, Boshek came back in the second Kessel Run and beat the record. So there was a second Kessel Run, which makes it sound more like it's a race and not anything else. Well, at that point, you know it had to have been. Like, you know Han Solo said, like, that guy beat my record. That's We're true. doing this again. And also, I want to sell more drugs. It's true. I'm sure. Well, probably not the sell drugs part. Nobody wants to remember that. Despite the fact that we keep calling Han Solo a smuggler, we, it's sort of hard to imagine that like he's like carrying drugs. So his yeah, it is kind of hard to imagine, but we'll see because there's apparently a new Han Solo movie in the mix, uh, yes. a, a young Han Solo. But just to go back to Boshek, he's the guy with the sideburns from yeah. uh, the canteen. Yeah, scene. I'm looking at a picture of him now. He yeah. shows up. Um, he's he shows up. Ben's talking to him, and then he kind of like like he's like, "No, nah, I'm not interested." He's like, "Oh, you did it in uh, in 18 parsecs. We're looking for someone a little faster. Yeah, a and little." Like, that was like, "Well, I'm not. I'm going to show that guy up." <laughs> and um, then he's like, he looks around, looks to Chewie, and he's like, you, you, maybe, maybe I don't know if Boshek was like, like, like he turned down the offer and was like, maybe you want this, or he was like, nah, this isn't my thing, but this guy's might be able to handle it. Yeah, I mean, maybe they seem to be like, kind of like competing seventies uh, dudes with, <laughs> with with cool looks. Yeah, Boshek, Boshek looks cool. I want that. I want that spacesuit. I have the action figure. Of course you do. Nerd. <laughs> um, anyway, imagine though, like, like driving around a black hole. It's hard <laughs> to imagine. Like, like how do you do that? How do you drive close to a black hole? It's like an all-powerful force. You have to have incredibly passive. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the Millennium Falcon for you. Exactly. That is why it is so awesome. That's the ship that made the Kessel Run less than twelve parts. Yep, and. Uh, we actually, you know that you can only see them all because you can't see a black hole. Uh, because You have to see a black hole because of what it's sucking in, not because of where it is. So you have to follow somebody else in? 
basically. Maybe you, there's certain times that it's better to do the Kessel Run than others? Well, basically, because ionizing gases are being drawn into it, so that you can see in there. And also, I imagine light is being drawn into it. So, but, yeah. So, um, the, uh, the, the mall, the nearby mall black hole cluster. Mall itself, the mall cluster, uh, simply the mall, oh man. as it was sometimes called, was an unstoppable and mostly unnavigatable cluster of black holes. Um, so it was mostly unnavigatable. Uh, Han Solo was able to defy that. But uh, the Jedi Order learned from the Thrut Hive, uh. which I don't know what they are, that the mall was created by Thrut and other Killick Hives to serve as a prison for the dark side entity Abeloth. Oh my god. Under direction of son and daughter who had joined the hive mind. This is weird stuff right here. This is really weird stuff. The We're- Killicks created Centerpoint Station and Sinkhole Station. Centerpoint was used by the Ones to create the mall itself when Sinkhole Station was built to maintain the prison from within. Alright, so that is just odd... Everything. Where is that coming from? Do you know? A, a novel, I imagine. There's a picture of Abelith, and it, it is the stupidest looking picture. Just the whole thing. Son and daughter and the ones. It is like... Yeah, Abeloth looks like Oogie Boogie in, in, on acid. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> Apparently, Luke Skywalker fought them. Uh, I don't understand any of this. Okay, so it's from the Fate of the Jedi series. In, like, eight novels. So this must have been one massive event. Wow. Um, and it's really long. We, I don't really know how much I can talk about Abeloth, but... Well, Abeloth well, was born 100,000 years BBY before Battle of Yavin and died 44 years after Battle, Battle of Yavin. So, they, so they she won. was around for a long time. Uh, and how come we're never hearing about her? I think we can we can come back to Abloth because there's a lot going on. Oh my god, that really is. There, I, I don't even know what to say. We're learning this on the air. I'll admit, like yeah. this is so odd. But like this is clearly like a focus of like a great many a novel. Like, like yeah, this is a couple thousand pages devoted to this villain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but for the Kessel Run's purpose, if you end up in the mall, the mall cluster. It's essentially like a jail, yeah. you know. Uh, well, no, because it's it's a bunch of black holes kind of next to each other. It's okay. a cluster, yeah, so it's like the center area that's not a black hole is where Abeloth is being captured. If you get captured into the mall and you manage to make it past a black hole, <laughs> what is worse? <laughs> well, that's a question. A dark side entity that looks like a ghost mixed with Oogie Boogie, or <laughs> oh, oh yeah, did she sing? Do you think she sings? She's got, like, diamond eyes and a Uh, big smile. She's called the bringer of chaos and beloved queen of the stars, but looks like a... Oh, my... It looks like my child drew it. I feel like you had to have been on Glitter Stim to think this up. That's very possible. That whole area is loaded with Glitter Stim. (laughs) And it's not, like, a a terrible idea for a villain in a novel series, I guess. I think it's just the picture that, like, makes it look terrible. Like, if it was just, like, a person... Like, this could be, like, like a representation of something. I don't know. This could be a doodle that's, like, oh, from a cave wall. Is what it looks like. <laughs> it's true. There could be some context. Yeah, but I can't find any. So, uh... Oh, this is very interesting. This is behind-the-scenes information about the Kessel Run line. Is in the New Hope novelization. 
Han Solo changes what he says. He doesn't say less than 12 parm star sex. He says exactly this. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> it's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 standard units of time. That's so awkward. <laughs> it is so much worse. Like, I'd rather hear him totally, like, lie. Exactly. Or standard time units. Same thing. That's terrible. It really is terrible. Um, I mean, like, w- without a doubt, one of the worst uh, things I can think of. Like, it's like trying to correct a line, but, like, it doesn't work. Like, all you need to do in the novel is be, like, the character, like, looks around and is a little shifty and you think he's lying. Or, like, you go into Han Solo's mind and go, like, Han Solo, no, he was making up this, this statistic, but he had no other choice to sell. business. <laughs> <laughs> So there's the fourth draft of A New Hope from 1976 where the description for the Kessel Run is as follows. It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Then Ben reacts to Solo's stupid attempt to impress them with obvious misinformation. So is George Lucas off the hook there in that, you know, his misinformation is just false about parsecs even being a thing? Or is the misinformation about, you know, how fast he did it or how... Or the, the length no, of- I, I have a feeling that like um, Han Solo didn't know the definition of parsecs himself. So he just that's said the it. joke. How could he not? He's a skilled pilot. That's the problem. Is that this line? This line would make sense if the character was shiftier, but uh, Harrison Ford and the character inevitably become much more cooler than that. They're characters that are braggy. The character, his character's yeah. braggy, but he comes off as competent yeah he's 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 he can back it up yeah um if he does this you know all the time and he's the you know the expert spice smuggler he knows what a parsec is, parsec is but is there a chance that like old man you know in robes that wants it you know doesn't know parsec and it just sounds like a important word you yeah, know exactly is there, is there a chance he's trying to pull that off but the other thing is that in the uh, commentary on the New Hope DVD, George Lucas mentions that parsecs are due to the Millennium Falcon's advanced navigational computer rather than its engines, so the Navi computer would calculate much faster routes than other ships could. To me, that just sounds like Phantom Menace gobbledygoo, you know? It is Phantom Menace gobbledygoo. I don't even know what run, he's... That, that, statement, he's just... <laughs> that statement actually makes it so that the Kessel Run is... It's like that 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 George um, that Han Solo's skill didn't matter. It's the ship capable of calculating faster routes. Exactly. So it makes it like I mean I guess in in theory Han Solo brags about the ship more than it's yeah than he is brag because he says it's the ship that made the Kessel Run as opposed to I'm the guy that made the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs. Yeah, because they're trying to sell the ship at that point. Yeah, because their yes. skill doesn't really matter. I yep. don't think uh, I don't think they realize that. But uh, Luke's not such a bad pilot himself, you know. They could just buy a new ship. I don't know why they did. It's true. I don't think he was an outer space pilot. You know, he was flying those T T sixteen Skyhoppers, and he proves himself. Those are those are low ground, like yeah. But he gets into an X wing without like any time delay. Well, I know, but I don't think uh, they were ready for that. He hadn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. He hadn't put on that blast helmet and proved his ways of the forces of yet. Except for Obi-Wan should have known. Obi-Wan should have known, yeah. He's the son of Darth Vader. All he had to do was use the force. It's true. Series would have gone a lot differently if it was just Obi-Wan and Luke. Imagine uh, it would have been a lot worse. 
So, um, what else about the Kessel Run? Uh, where, you know, where does this place fall? Where is this in the galaxy? Uh, in relation to what, what we know. Well, it's in the Ciclata Custer, which we know has the Maw in it. And it has a couple of other planets, including... It's the Hut Space. Yeah, including... Yeah, it's in Hut Space. Um, however, what does happen is that you go through the Maw area okay. in, the, in the path. So imagine you're going around a black hole and you enter into the far easier to navigate area of space called the Pit. Okay. Um... Doesn't sound easier a, to navigate. <laughs> yeah, the pit was an a, area of stray asteroids scatters across the arm of the nebula and can located at the end of the Kessel Run. Despite being easier to navigate, pilots who've made it by the Maw would often be so relieved at having passed through mo- the most dangerous part of the run that they would lose focus entering the pit and collide with an asteroid, destroying their spacecraft. Wow! So, like, you enter into this area called the pit, and uh, it's not hard to navigate, but when you're tired because the Maw, which is a, like, you know, a black hole that's dangerous to go around. Yep. Like, you know, I can imagine it being a huge pain. <laughs> but, you know, um, and apparently, like, being in that asteroid belt would, like, shield you a little bit. Because, you know, that's how asteroid belts work in this thing. Yeah, of course. Um, so you need a, uh, you need a uh, Boba Fett to find them. Um, so, on the... Surrounding the Kessel Run, there's a couple little planets and stuff like that, and one of them is called Little Kessel. Oh, what's the Little Kessel? What would you, what would you think Little Kessel is? A bar. <laughs> <laughs> there was a planet in the outer rim, rim close to Kessel. It was a lush, verdant world, hospitable to most humanoid life forms. There could be a bar on it. Um, called the Little Kessel. <laughs> that would be an amazing bar name. Uh, it haven't. It was a geologically stable, meaning it hadn't experienced a ground quake in so many eons that its inhabitants did not know what one was until until Imperial Captain Bzorn used the ionic ring ship to torment the planet with ground quakes and cyclones, attempting to force the rebels on Little Kessel to surrender to him. So Little Kessel's a, a, a weird one. Yeah. Um, you know what we haven't talked about? Who? Kessel what? itself. What is Kessel? Because I know what Little Kessel is. What's what's Kessel? Originally known as Zoe's Eye under the Zim's Empire, was a planet in the Kessel sector in the outer rim territories near Hut Space and the dangerous celestial bodies of the Maw. Mm. It was a prison world and home to the galaxy's largest glitter stem spice mining operation. Under Imperial rule, rule slave labor was an intensive sense of use. Uh, it was close to Little Kessel and had a single moon, which was a pro- destroyed by Tull Sivern using the Death Star prototype. Um, the first time Kessel's system was mentioned was the Hut Gambit, which was uh, A.C. Crispin in 1997. Whatever that is, we need to read it. Because um, I, I like I like reading about the Huts. Yeah. Uh, it was just it was the Han Solo's trilogy, Volume Two, Young Han Solo. Uh, so this is interesting because we we talked about the the Han Solo movie that's coming out. Um, they announced that I guess the after Rogue One will be a film about Han Solo. Uh, no details beyond that. Just well, is it going to be about Han Solo? I thought it was... Wasn't that supposed to be the Boba Fett one? The second one? No, they actually... Um, Push back the Boba Fett one? Or I is think it Boba, Boba Fett, Fett has, been, has been shoved to the side and the wow. Han Solo movie uh, is, is, is what they're talking about now. Oh, wow. Um, so, we may see the Kessel Run. 
you know, we may see, uh, we may see all this stuff just zapped out of, you know, it's already been zapped out. Oh, we'll see. If you're going to make a castle, if you're going to make a young Han Solo trilogy, it's going to be the castle run. Let's be real. But do you think they would? Because are they going to like? Well, they they bring that error forward. Are they going to? Are they going to take it and 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 correct it and you know take the mystery of it out? You know, no matter what, you're going to see it. There's no doubt. If he lies about it, he might like go through and it's a disaster. Are they going to explain it? Do you think they would? Yeah, I know. Prequels do that. This is not like this is not. Is this the midichlorians of the uh... of the of the castle run? <laughs> the problem is, is that a prequel does this. You cannot avoid it in a concept of a prequel. You have you explain stuff, even if it doesn't need explaining, because in the end run, what else is there to talk about? Yeah. Like you don't most most stuff doesn't need a prequel. We don't need a Han Solo trilogy. It's not a bad idea. It's just we don't need. No, it. it's true because uh, the 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 one of the articles that I pulled up for for the Han Solo prequel says the Han Solo movie mo- proves that prequels are the worst. Exactly. So we're gonna have explanation of stuff that we don't need, but the extended universe already does that. We I, already talk about explanations for stuff that doesn't need it yeah. a lot. So I don't. It, it's true because like we talked about before, where like we know what happens to these people and everything that led up to that isn't as important as this prime moment in their life. Exactly. Like, nothing is as important, so it's not going to make as good of a film. After all, we were, we tra- we were getting uh, Luke to fight Aboleth, right? That was the, <laughs> that was the point of the whole series? Uh, so, after the films, there may be stuff. So, sequels leave... There's room for something bigger in your life. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the biggest thing of your life if something had happened earlier. That's, so. the, that's the thing, is that, like... I don't think we should. There should be more than one Han Solo movie, um, at all. Please don't make more because you can get the whole story out in one movie and be fine, and you can still make it an exciting and interesting film. Yeah, I mean, but, I think they're going to intertwine enough that it's, you know, I I don't know if Rogue One, like a Han Solo movie, is is it called Han Solo or is it like a story about the Millennium Falcon? Is it you know like. It doesn't have to be Han Solo. And Han Solo can appear in a different movie that things cross paths if they took like the Avengers route. But the Avengers route still defines these films as Thor and Iron Man. And I'd like to see them take a step back from that and define them more along lines of the way the the novels do, where you know this person might be the the main character or whatever, but the novels, you know, it, about something else. It's, it's, a, a it's about it's about the story, not the person. The person is just part of the story. Exactly. Like the Hut Gambit. It is technically the Han Solo trilogy, and that's how they sell these things, and yeah. that's how they'll sell the movies, too. But, but the story like, is actually about this. If you hear that. Han Solo Part 2 or The Hut Gambit, which one do you want to read? Exactly. You know, which one do you want to watch? Exactly. I'd rather read The Hut Gambit because The Hut Gambit sounds fun. Yeah, and it's got Boba Fett on the cover. Of course. I, I mean, exactly. They put Boba Fett on the cover of everything. Oh, Boba Fett. So uh, he's appeared in the cover of one of our shows as well. He has, yeah. Um, anything else about the uh, the Kessel Run? Um, any toy talk? Any toy uh, the Kessel Run? So, toy talk is uh, there might on be... hold for uh, t-shirt talk. <laughs> oh, is there because, a t-shirt talk? Oh, there are so many Kessel Run t-shirts out there. Okay, t-shirt talk. <laughs> Go on. Um. Some really cool. First of all, they all look like a run. 
But there's a bunch of them that say made the Kessel Run less than 12 parsecs, which is... Uh, train so hard I can make the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. That one's even weirder. I train so hard. That's for people that are nerdy but also exercise. It's like the same thing that there's a Dragon Ball Z t-shirt. <laughs> is there a, cross, like, a, a, a crossover of that? Uh, what? Like, nerdy but... but... There is, there is, because I see a lot of t-shirts for Dragon Ball Z that are, like, training to be a Super Saiyan, or training to be You know what, Goku. You're, you're absolutely right, because this one says, look like Han, lift like Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just crazy. Yeah, so there, there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's a subset out there, it exists. Um, there's one that says Kessel Running Club. I love the one that's a Kessel Run poster that's Han Solo riding a bicycle. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I was, I'm looking at Kessel Run stuff. It looks really awesome. Yeah, there's there's some good ones. Oh, that's that's definitely an amazing poster. Um, I think the uh, I, I'm just disappointed that the uh, bikers behind him don't look like stormtroopers. There's one that says the four, 34th annual Kessel Fun Run uh, from Ooh, Formos fun run. to Kessel. It has everybody's picture. It has Hansel, then it has Greedo, then it has Bosk, then it has Momo Nadon and Neon Numb. Has all kinds of advertisements at the bottom that are amazing. Uh, that's a great image. It's, this the, is great. Uh, it's uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca playing a uh, a video game called the Kessel Run. Yep, that's a good. That was a T-shirt Fury shirt. Uh, There's Kessel Run vodka. Really? That's a thing, or is yeah. that like? No, it's just a shirt. Somebody uh, made that. I did the Kessel Run less than twelve parsecs. That seems to be the most common. Uh, is is the full statement? Um, Kessel Run. It's got the Millennium Falcon flying around a a rock of sorts. With a uh, what looks like a black hole in the background, so that one's a little more accurate than most. Um, this one, all right. Here's an interesting one. It's just white text, white shirt with black text. So then I said, "She's the ship that made the Kessel Run less than tar- twelve tar- parsecs." They bought it. I don't even know what a Kessel Run or a parsec is, dude. I was so drunk. So that's that's like the um, the lying. The Hansel liar uh, coming out right there. I guess so. There's a couple other ones. Kessel Run question mark. 12 parsecs. Um, doing burpees ain't like dusting crops, boy. Wow, there is a nerdy Star Wars um, weightlifting uh, like uh, community that all seems to be centered around on this Kessel Run. Well, joke. doing burpees ain't like dusting crops, boy is a whole other thing. But, oh. Um, yeah, there's a whole community of that. I don't yeah. even know where those came from. Yeah, people people like to exercise, and if they're nerdy, they they do it in style. Yeah, that's that's a whole other episode of WTF. <laughs> that really is. That's a whole other thing. Uh, neither of us are exercise people. We'll be honest. Oh my god! Um, you can tell by my picture on our websites. Um, anyway, yeah. On to the final question. Uh, why are there so many weightlifting Star Wars t-shirts? Uh, because, uh... Is that the final question? No. Because I found them Bar Wars. Oh. And it's, uh, two, uh... Two, uh... Bars with weights on the end. Yep. Right underneath that is a TV sheet called Django Unchained. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, and Luke, I Am Your Spotter oh is another God, one. that's awful. <laughs> that one's so bad. I don't even know where this started, but... Ugh. This is a Star Wars gym mashups is a whole thing that exists. I am shocked. I like I really am shocked. Yep. 
Well, it's a big pop culture phenomenon, and there are people that are excited. Luke, I, who would wear Luke? I am your spotter. Though, no one. For no real. one would ever wear that. If you wore that, you would deserve to be punched. But I can't punch you because you hit me back. And it that would hurt is more. probably the worst one. All right. All right. Let's go on to the final question. Yeah. You know what my final question is. No. If you could take a ship through the Castle Run, what ship would you take? Oh, interesting. Okay. So. Let me think of all the ships, first of all. I'm gonna, like, there's probably a couple obvious ones that I could go and be like, this one could kind of go. I imagine the Ebon Hawk, the sh- the Millennium Falcon knockoff that you put ride in uh, the Old Knights of the Old Republic would be a good one. Yeah. The punishing one. Yeah. Dengar's personal ship. It looks like a Millennium Falcon with a circle in it. Um, that's pretty cool, and I want that one. Um, oh, I, hmm. um, the Moldy Crow, Kyle Katarn's ship. What, so a terrible name. If you're going as close as you can to uh, you know this black, black hole, hole um, oh, I need something that's very that's that's very good at performance. You know, something that's almost needs like it can't be like big and bulky. It needs to be like small and del. I don't know. First one that came to mind though was Dash Rendar's Outrider. Ooh, that's a good um, one. I feel like I could do flips and spins in that thing. You know, as yeah. as as I feel like I'm getting sucked in, I can navigate my way out of it. Yeah, yeah, um, force. And you have a robot on board. It's true. I want as many robots as I can have on my bo- on board my Castle Run ship. Um, uh, but even like so, that would be my first pick. But my second might be just something, uh, something that's like small and sleek. Like it, like an X-wing is definitely like feels like it's more has more maneuverability. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it has, you know, the power that you need. Um, hmm. See, it's tough. I can't really think of one that I could, like... The Punishing one seems like a logical, a good choice. To yeah. Uh, the Hound's Tooth seems like a good choice. I could probably take Slave 1 through the Castle Run without issue. Uh, I couldn't carry anything. You could? I could. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an excellent pilot. Yeah, I'm not such a bad pilot myself, you know. Um... Uh, however, I have to go with an X-Wing. I think if I was wanted to be safe, yeah, I, mean, I wanted to go with something personal. And I want uh, an astromech droid, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe I'll even take uh, Poe Dameron's uh, X-Wing, the black X-Wing that he has with BB-8 on it. Oh, yeah, so, spoilers, Lego uh, just put out a picture of a black X-Wing uh, with uh, Poe Dameron. So, we don't know if it... Lego has actually taken some weird artistic license recently. You see it the most with um, Toy Talk, Toy Talk, <laughs> with uh, the uh, uh, the Jurassic World line. They have, um, for example, uh, they show different characters in different situations. Like, um, and I came up because it was a lot of like the female characters weren't being shown properly. Like um, the the um, what's her name's character. Uh, Ron Howard's daughter, uh, the the main girl from Jurassic World, comes out in the one scene and and does something big, which is kind of spoilery. But they replace the character with a male on the Lego set. Um, she's in some Lego sets, but I think she's doing something completely different. So they've taken their own little bit of a artistic license uh, with things. So a black X-wing most likely would be something we see in the film. But it may not be Poe Dameron. They just put him because he's an X-Wing pilot and it's a great set to put him in. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, don't take Lego sets as uh, gospel, but 
take them as probably based on facts that were mashed together. Kind of like Star Wars and weightlifting. I don't know. <laughs> All I could think about as you were talking about uh, Jurassic World Lego sets is be like, why would I ever want a Jurassic World Lego set? Uh, I want the dinosaurs, but I don't want anything else in it. I mean, they're mostly the dinosaurs. You know what, though? It yeah. could be... That movie is a conceptu- was a conceptual mess. It's like eight scripts put together, essentially. Yeah. Jurassic World. It wouldn't surprise me if... if Lego had some of the early ones. Lego set was like, well, we, we made this Lego set. Like, this scene changed completely now? What? Like, I, we can't... You can't do that too yeah. much. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it, it could be... Um, it probably isn't that. It's just that they thought the Jurassic World appealed to guys more... I don't. Yeah, think I mean, it really does. But they but... still put her in it. It's just, yeah. it's just that they the they, they mix them up. No, I mean, yeah. she was in just a different set, and yeah. like, uh, and what they do is, you know, they they make some characters come with all the sets, and some are less, you know, some are more rare than others. Usually, they're close, but they're not always exact. Besides, I'd rather just keep my uh, Star Lord uh, action figure than get whatever Chris Pratt's name in that movie was. Uh, something or another. Yeah. Star-Lord! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think that's it for the Kessel Run. Yes, that is. Uh, we did this episode in uh, less than 40 feet. That's impressive. That's quite <laughs> impressive. If you were to stretch out the whole episode, it would be only 35. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah. It's one that I feel like can never be let down and and will be argued forever. And you're right. Maybe one day they will correct it on film and people will be mad because it won't be the way they thought it was because out of the three things George Lucas screwed up Han Solo lied or um, he took a shortcut I feel like you'll get a whole range of debates yeah for me I think he uh, took the shortcut I personally do think that as well because I don't think he lied I think that because he was supposed to lie that George Lucas didn't mess up but, uh, but I mean, like, the shortcut doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but the shortcut is a shortcut, and I think that works. Yeah, it's, it's like, I got from here to, um, see, it's crazy, because you always take the shortest route from source to destination, which is a line, but if the route isn't a line, the Kessel Run is a big curve, so it's like, I ran, you know, the, the track, the track, so it's like the, the Daytona 500, it's a track. I did one lap around the track. And it's a five-mile track in less than one mile by cutting across the middle. Now, in you know? theory... I mean, and that yeah, sounds he's... something kind of cocky Han Solo-ish, you know? Yeah. He doesn't say cut across the middle. He just says, I did it in less than a mile. Yeah. I did that five-mile course in less than a mile. And it's like, oh, how'd you do that? We don't see that part. Yeah. That's know? impressive. It, it, it sounds impressive when you don't think about it as uh, a dumb... Like line, like as a mess up of a line. How is it almost forty years later? People are still discussing this flub of one line. Uh, it's because uh, it is so. How does that survive that long? There's a lot of. Th- I mean, like, I mean, how, how long has it been since they edited the films to have Greedo shoot first? Like twenty, ten, almost yeah. twenty years, right? Like we still argue about that. But then it's again, true. you know, it got worse. That's why we argue about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, how how much longer will we be talking about this? You know, exactly. It's like uh, I mean, Wizard of Oz. Did that Munchkin hang himself, or was it a crow in the background, or something like that? Spoilers. It was a bird. <laughs> you can see it. You can see the Munchkin hang himself as well. Yeah. 
<laughs> you have not watched it on a big screen TV. You can tell it's a bird. <laughs> That's the problem, is that that rumor only started because... I mean, I'm not getting into munchkins hanging themselves. All those munchkins hanging themselves. It's their own business. And how about the dark side of the moon thing? Like, you know, how many years are we going to talk about these things? Um. <laughs> as long as this podcast runs. Exactly. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah. Confirming and denying rumors. There, yeah, and there's... Which we don't do. There's plenty more of this ridiculousness coming. But this is one of the big ones. This is one of the big Star Wars goofs. Um, or probably the biggest goof, you know. And it's a goof probably because of Harrison Ford. He didn't come off his line. Yeah. Or where there was no shot where, like, Ben Kenobi rolled his eyes. Yeah, it could have been the editor. We didn't get the, we didn't you know, get the, the Ben, shot. like, the, the questionable Ben look. Where he's, he's like... Rubbing his beard and be like, yeah. yeah, sure. And he does that look a couple times, so... Yeah, he, it's not unusual. We could probably edit together this scene and make it a little little he, yeah. more accurate. It's either that or that scene is there. I'm not quite sure. I, I don't quite remember. But it doesn't come off that way. Or where he turns to Luke and he says, this guy's... Full of it. Yeah, this guy. But we got nobody else. Yeah, we got no other... That Bo Sheck guy had weird sideburns. I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All with right. that... We bid but, you farewell. Yeah. And remember, uh, join us next week so that we can talk about something somehow less important. I'm Marty Cobb. Jason Tagmeyer. And we bid you a farewell. <laughs> <laughs>